Welcome to 52 Weeks in the Word. I'm your host, Trillia Newbell, and I'm grateful to have author and recording artist Shai Lynn on the podcast. We are rightly so very focused on the cross. We speak a lot about the death of Christ, and we talk about his resurrection to some degree, but I don't think we we really dive into the topic of his resurrection or even ascension. And so here's my question. What is the significance of his resurrection, and where can we go in the Bible to grow in our understanding of it? I agree with you about the resurrection because it's something that oftentimes is just reserved for Easter, (laughs) and then we kind of pack it away for the rest of the year. Uh, But the resurrection is extremely significant, and there are a number of things that come to mind when when I think about the Bible's teaching on the significance of Jesus' resurrection. One is that it's the vindication of the Lord Jesus. So the resurrection is the vindication of Jesus. And when we consider that Jesus, the creator of the universe, the the entire cosmos was created through him, and he humbles himself, becomes a human being, he becomes obedient to, to death, even death on the cross. He died in disgrace and humiliation. Uh, The death of a cross, which was the worst form of execution imaginable, not only for the pain of it, excruciating, but, but for the shame of it. And the resurrection says that Jesus was not what he appeared to be at the cross, which was a common criminal. Far from it. No, Jesus is the Lord of the universe. And so in passages like Romans 1-4, we see that Jesus was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. So one, it's, it's the vindication of Jesus. Second, the the resurrection is significant because it teaches us that all that God says is absolutely true. So the, the resurrection is something that the Lord Jesus himself predicted during his lifetime numerous times. So in Mark 8, 31, it says that Jesus was teaching his disciples, saying to them, the Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, after three days, he will rise. So this unambiguous statement of Jesus predicting his death and his resurrection, and he, he did it too Two more times, again in Mark 9, verse 30 and 31, and again in Mark chapter 10, verse 33 and 34. And so the resurrection teaches us that everything that God has said is true, everything that he's promised is true, and everything that he's warned about is true as well. In John 5, verse 28, uh, the Lord Jesus says, do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life, those who've done evil to the resurrection of judgment. And so, Jesus' resurrection, we learn that we can trust God that what he says is absolutely true. Uh, a third third significance of the resurrection is, is that the resurrection empowers Christians for godliness and for service. One of the interesting things about the book of Acts, um, oftentimes when, when it says that 
uh, believers were filled with the Spirit, when, when you look at the surrounding context, whenever that phrase is used in Acts, usually it refers, refers to believers speaking the word boldly. And so, so the, 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 it's, it's through the, the resurrection um, that we have power to proclaim the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19, Paul prays for the saints that, that we would know the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to what? The working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Which is just, I mean, unfathomable that the same power that raised the Lord Jesus from the dead is at work within those who uh, follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and that's just super encouraging, especially in our just daily struggle with, uh, with sin and, and the world, the flesh, and the devil. Uh, and then fourthly, I would say that, that a fourth significance of the resurrection is that all who are united to Christ <laughs> will also experience resurrection. So in Romans chapter 6, verse 5, it says, For if we've been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Uh, there's a passage in Job chap uh, chapter 19 uh, that says, for, verse 25, For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God. Uh, which is just uh, an amazing Old Testament picture of the resurrection of the believer. And, um, and so, because Christ has been raised, we shall also be raised. And when, when you talk about specific passages you know it's it's something that we see throughout the Bible but really I think we can zoom in on 1st Corinthians chapter 15 uh, where that's probably the most explicit extended passage uh, in the New Testament on the resurrection and 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 we see that theme about all, all who are united to Christ also experiencing resurrection in 1st Corinthians 15 verse 47 where we have this contrast between the first Adam and the second Adam the Lord Jesus Christ it says the first man was from the earth a man of dust the second man is from heaven as was the man of dust, so also are those who are of the dust. And as is the man of heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. And so through faith in the Lord Jesus and what he's accomplished in his life, death, and resurrection, we as believers have that same hope of resurrection. And then finally, I would say that the entirety of the Christian faith rests on the resurrection, uh, according to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 17, which says, if Christ has not been raised, <laughs> your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Um, and so what are we doing if, if Jesus isn't, hasn't been raised from the dead? Like what we're doing is absolutely pointless. And then it, he even expands it in verse 32 uh, to say that the resurrection is what gives our very lives meaning. If the dead are not raised, then let us eat and drink <laughs> for tomorrow we die. Um, and so the Bible encourages 
Christians to find great hope, great consolation, and, and really a, a refuge in the reality that the Lord Jesus Christ has been raised from the grave. That is encouraging. And so here's my question for you. I'm going to ask you to get real practical. Practically speaking, how should we live our lives in light of the hope of the resurrection? How should we orient? What should we do as those who have this hope? So there are a number of things that come to mind. So, so one is the resurrection. It teaches us that this world is passing away and that this, this is not all that there is to life. And so it becomes very important for, for us to um, strive as, as much as we can by the grace of God uh, to walk in a manner worthy of the calling that we've received, right? It's, it's going to be a very short time before we are in the presence of God. And so, and so this, this gives all of our service, um, all of the things that we're doing in this world for the glory of God, it gives those things meaning. Um, so in one sense, uh, there's really nothing mundane, right? And, you know, I, I think you, you want to talk practically. So let's, so let's think about the, uh, the stay-at-home mom or, or the, the, you know, a person who is, you know, I think about my wife at, at times um, in, in our marriage where there's just laundry everywhere, <laughs> right? We have, we, have, we have three young kids and um, the, the house is a wreck and, and it can feel just absolutely pointless. Why, you know, the laundry just doesn't stop, <laughs> right? <laughs> but what the resurrection teaches us is that actually it, it, may, it may feel mundane, but, but anything that we're doing in the service of the Lord uh, and, and not even just explicitly, quote unquote, kind of missional kinds of things, but God recognizes all of those things, um, and um, and and He's promised us to reward us for for all good that we've done in His name. And even if we don't see it in this world, we we ha have the world to to come to to look forward to. And so so nothing is is vain in this life in light of the resurrection as it relates to serving our Lord. Amen. It reminds me of uh, Hebrews. I can't think of the text exactly right now, but it's God is not so unjust to forgive to forget or to ignore the work that you do for the saints. And as you were talking, I was saying, ah, yes, God doesn't waste anything. So let's pray to that end. God, thank you. Thank you for who you are, that you are good and holy and just God, and that you see us, Lord, that we uh, do not labor in vain and that we do have a hope and a future God and a hope of resurrection and to be with you for eternity. And thank you that even right now, you're interceding for your own. And we are praying to the living God. So, Lord, I, I, I am amazed by that. I'm amazed by your grace, God. I'm amazed that we get to be a part of this and in, in fellowship with you, Lord, and that you give us power. God, I want to ask for, as we walk out our faith, Lord, that you would give us power to proclaim your name. <laughs> Lord, that you would give us power to um, reject, to repent of sin, that you would give us power to obey your word. Lord, we need your help to do all things 
things and we love you lord more than that you love us and we are so grateful for that love and grace and mercy so god we submit all of these prayers in your name jesus thank you and it's in your name we pray amen thank you shy